And action. So I was looking at my Peloton magazine today, and it mm. got me thinking about collective nouns. Okay. So, for example, interesting segue. Yeah, uh, but you know, for example, one of the my favorite ones is what do you call a group of crows? A murder. Okay. And what do you call like a group of lions? That'd be a pride of lions, right? Yeah. Yes. And I made up one. Uh, what do you call a group of axes? Group of axes. A uh, swing of axes. Uh, a, a chop. Close. A hack. Oh, okay. But I like chop too. All right. Um, all right. So my last one is: What do you call a group of mammals talking about bikes? Group of mammals talking about bikes. Hmm. I don't know, Bodie. What do you call it? A podcast. <laughs> Middle-aged men in lycra. All right, and a uh, shout out to Blake Waldorf on Twitter uh, at Almond Tears for that uh, joke inspiration. Um, folks, welcome to episode 36 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Uh, hey, Bodie. Hey, Matt. This is the T Bone. And let me ask you, what do you call a group of owls? A parliament. Nice. I was sure, say a hoot. Mm. It you is. some parliament. <laughs> Perfect opportunity. All right. Uh, yeah, and this is uh, Sachirio. Good to be here, guys. Yeah, I think uh, we've got another jam-packed agenda. Um, I feel the vibe in the room is, is electric, and we're ready to talk about bikes. Um, it was a beautiful day today. Gorgeous. Not like this weekend. Um, why can't the weekends and the weather get on the same schedule? Mm. Uh, I had to work all day, but my girlfriend went for a ride. I think she was pretty jazzed about it. Um, but we all rode bikes this weekend, right? Absolutely. I was going to say the weather, the weather and the weekend were in sync. It just wasn't the good kind of weather. It was the weather kind of weather. Yeah. How, how sure. do you define riding bikes? Uh, if if that includes sitting in a room on a bicycle and well, pedaling it, does that include? Is that included? I think I think it is because I know I think we understand that some mammals can't get out. Outdoors, you know, <laughs> some of them hibernate. The some of them winter. have to hibernate. Some of them have little progeny, um, little little murders they have to take care of. Yeah. Um, so I guess you're saying that you'd spend some time in the pain cave. I did. I uh, I think I mentioned in the last podcast that I had spent the day clearing out the pain cave so that I could I could actually get in there and uh, and enjoy some pain and uh, and pain I did in in the pain cave this weekend. Matt, I think. You can't really refer to that as riding, but I think you can refer to that as training. Yeah. So let's call it training instead yeah. of riding. Well, Rid riding, or, I think, involves being or outside. Can we call it virtual riding? Or, uh, I don't know. I think it is actually called virtual riding. Isn't yeah. It? I okay, think I, so you, yeah. you, you did the Zwift. I did. Uh, T-Bone, you actually went and raced your bike. I did God, race again. my bike. In the weather. Big time. In yeah. the weather. Um, you are crushing the, uh, us in the manly manliness. Yeah, I'm not quite ready endeavors. to give up the uh, the podcast victory to you just yet. Um, um, definitely got a head start. You're in the early break. Um, it's a promising move. So it's not like it's going to be brought back right away. So we'll, we'll, we'll check in later. But you went to the Cap Shelby gravel grind. 
I did. Part of the Mississippi Gravel Cup? Yes, first race of the Mississippi Gravel Cup. And we're going to get to that later on? And when you hear how I did, you might be thinking twice about not awarding me the victory in this week's podcast. Well, I, I, Just I'm a g- teaser. Just a little teaser there. Good. Good. Maybe a little history was made. A little history might have been made. I'm going to say initial thoughts are that already with last week and this week, you are the Thomas DeHent of the, of the podcast. That's a, that's a strong breakaway move that you have made. And uh, we, have a, we have a lot of work to do. I think we're going to have to work together, Bodie, to really chase you down. Indeed. I, I, I thought you were actually going to say that he'd, he'd gone full grando. <laughs> no, I was, just th- I was just thinking of it in terms of racer. Uh, of breakaway yeah, efforts. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I gonna, you know, I went on the club ride on Saturday. Mm. Um, there was four of us. Then there was five. Then there was four. Mm. Um, we did the schmedium. It was pretty. Weather actually wasn't that bad, but it looked pretty bad. So, and if a schmedium has only four people, does that make it a schmall? <laughs> I don't know. Was it a schmall schmedium? It was, it was, it was a, it was a regular size medium. So I don't know if it gets, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you showing up and keeping the club ride going. Um, on the heels of that disastrous showing on the club ride, and there were reasons that, that it was reasons, small. Yeah. Uh, but I did make an extra special effort to, to pump up the club ride for this weekend. And we've had a ton of RSVPs and a ton of chatter on Facebook about people that are coming out of the woodwork to show up. We have the Lambra annual meeting yeah. this Saturday in New Orleans, and a few folks are coming in from out of town to attend the meeting and are going to try to hit the club ride. So I think we're bringing the club ride back this Saturday. But that's not what we wanted to talk about right now, is it, Bodie? No, we want to we wanna get to some other exciting stuff that happened this weekend. Okay. And that is the Hugahata. World Cup. Final race of the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. It was, I uh, did not ride my bike on Sunday because I wanted to get up at 6.15 and watch cyclocross. I think we all did. I think we watched together and yeah, we banged did. out some messages back and forth to each other on the old Facebooks and uh, watched the women's race first at 6.30. And boy, that got off to a banging start, huh? Yeah, I got just like overall notes about the Hugerhide World Cup. They've changed the course a bit. Yeah. I don't remember this whole shot into the ramp, no. into the stairs. And that, that, that caught a lot of people out of That me. really was devi- divisive, divisive and decisive in the race. I think yes. you saw in the women's race that there was a huge pileup and, you know, Sana Kant and Eva Lechner were gone, and then everybody was trying to scramble and, and uh, keep up. And I don't know what was used to be there last year. Or No, I can't really remember last year either, but I'm pretty sure that it was not a full gas effort into a flyover. Oh, that's right. This was the, this was the flyover. What, was it last week that there was a race where the whole shot was into a, into a, a turn into a staircase? Yeah, okay. that was a left turn into the stairs. Sorry. This one was, was yeah, a right turn a into right a turn. ramp that looked slippery. Yeah. And in the, in the women's race, it looked like Ellen Noble, who had a, a great start, who, who, do, who can do a fast start, got caught up. And then she sort of, that cascaded into like, you know, everybody stopping. Right. Um, but yeah, after that, I mean, that was the, Eva Lechner got the whole shot and she went out super fast. 
Usually she sort of, you know, catch like slows down and maybe drifts back to the pack, but her and Sonic Khan were just pretty much off the front the entire race. Yeah, and they and for a long time they really looked very even together, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, I was I was surprised. I think we were both all all of us like commenting like when is Lechner gonna blow up? And it really didn't happen until very late in the race that she dropped back a bit. And and I would have expected her to maybe even fall off the podium, but but she didn't because it was a very fast course. It was a there was a lot of it like power stuff in that course. It was a fast course, but it had those those two off cambers um, and Lechner having a pretty strong mountain bike background really was pretty fast on those off cambers. I think that might have helped. Yeah, she was. And then, you know, speaking of mountain bikes, the exciting part was that we also had, you know, Lechner maybe would have fallen off the podium had PFP and, and Neff not had that horrible crash because they were both coming for them. Well, I don't, I'm, I mean, that's, that's an interesting question. I don't know about that because they'd already been gapped by Evie Richards at that point. Who? Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten they had about been, Evie Richards. The that's three right. of them had been together. It would, had been uh, okay. PFP, Neff, and Richards, all mountain bikers, had all been together. Uh, Lechner, also a mountain biker, interestingly enough. But, uh, but the reason Richards didn't get caught up was because she was actually had a gap off the front of the two of them. Yeah, she she also was nailing. I mean, and came from way those, back. Yeah, still, still pretty far back, even though she's done pretty well in the World Cups. Um, hopefully her points will eventually catch up. Um, yeah, so I guess we should say that the podium was Sonicant, Eva Lechner, and then Evie Richards. Yep. Still U23, so she also won the U23 race within the race um but not the u23 overall because i mean she's done so few races yeah she's probably still under 10 i mean maybe under five cross races this season which is really interesting very very few i think yeah she's had a very light program she Uh, seems to do a full mountain bike that's her main gig yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it'd be interesting to see where she goes in the future. She's obviously a massive talent. Uh, she's been doing a lot of training in she because she skipped the last World Cup. Uh, she's been doing a lot of training in Mallorca, and uh, you know, intriguing to see where where it goes for her. Um, so Katie Compton got caught up, had a bad day overall. Got mm. caught up in the in that. Uh, whole shot crash, but eventually bad start for her. Right? Bad really start, bad start. But eventually made her way back up to fourth. Looked like she was maybe coming for it, uh, sort of rectifying a bad day. But uh, ultimately, on the penultimate lap of the race, completely faded. And after the race, we figured out that she would suffered from another asthma attack of some sort. Is that right? Yeah, I think I also I saw that Mark Leg, her husband, said that she had a flat, and then she might have like a double flat or two flats in a row. And then asthmatical. Yeah. And uh, as mechanical. As mechanical. Yes. We'll call that an as mechanical. As mechanical. And finished out of the top 15. Is that right? Tw- yeah, 22nd. Yeah. So, yeah. Katie Keogh, um held on to her second place overall. She got. She pretty much stayed in the, that second to third group. Um, yep. And she finished fifth place. Solid race for her. Yep. She um, got really out. Just, out sprinted by Voss on the yeah, line. Who, when 
first of all, I hadn't seen Voss's kit that wasn't a national kit. So when that per someone was out sprinting Katie yeah. Keogh and also a green kit, I got confused. I was like, is that Emma White? But no, that was a Mariana Voss. Um, and, and both of them finished higher up because they, they were able to take advantage of the big crash that you mentioned before between uh, Pauline Prevost and Yolanda Neff. Uh, yes. which took both of them out of the race and really sent both of them to the hospital, apparently. Yeah, and that, I mean, so we I saw on Twitter today, looks like PFP, no injuries. Um, yeah, but which is surprising because she was the one stretched off. Yeah, that was a, a pretty brutal crash. It was an off-camber going to, like, to your mm -hmm. right and... Hardest know, section of the course. Fairly really. steeply downhill as well. Yeah, and so... Pauline's sort of above, and Neff is coming on below her, but it's not really inside, but she's right below her, like, trying to pass. Actually be on the outside. but I guess it'll be on the outside, yeah. And Pauline's front wheel slips. She hits Neff, and Pauline then goes completely over Neff and falls Land. from pretty high. And lands kind of on Neff, actually. Like, I was, like, watching... On Neff and on her shoulder. Hmm. And, and her elbow, apparently, yeah. too. So the weird thing was, is like Neff was standing over her and like, you know, checking on her while she's, I mean, they're both like out of the race. She's standing over her, checking on her while the, the, the medics are coming and then start stretching her off. But Neff is the one that's got two broken bones. Yeah. Uh, at, kind while, of a badass. Yeah. yeah um, so, hated to see that. You know, it's there seemed to be no... You know, no bad blood, um, racing. You know, both the, both the women on Twitter were very like. Yeah, did you see okay. the? You and, saw the photo that uh, Pauline posted of she and Neff, an earlier photo of the two of them sharing some pizza and basically <laughs> a, a, apologizing and saying, yeah. "Hope we can get together and race soon and have some pizza again." But well, she was very apologetic about it. it. Was clearly not anybody's fault. I mean, it yeah. was an aggressive an aggressive pass by Neff on the outside and she was awfully close and that you have to say that was probably a particularly tricky place to try to pass someone but it was also a good right. place to try to pass someone because if you could go faster if you could go faster you could get past them so it was it was the essence of a racing incident you know i mean right. uh, no was... no one did anything wrong it was just an it was just a freak accident that took them both out Robin's racing. And so, yeah, so I guess that means Neff won't be at the World Championships, but it sounds like PFP hopefully Probably. will. I, I think mean, so. It's been cool to have both of them uh, in the World Cups this year. Yeah. And I honestly didn't know anything about Neff until this season. She's uh, a former World Mountain Bike Champion, or she is the current, current. World Mountain Bike she's Champion. She's the current World yeah, Mountain Bike Champion. Yeah, so I mean, she's champion. like a big deal. That kind of shows yeah. how... PFP is a former those. world mountain bike champion. They're both world mountain bike champions. Yeah, yes. I mean, but I guess Neff hasn't been racing cross that much in the right. last four years, so I'm not aware of her. But yeah, so obviously she's pretty good at racing she's bicycles. She's pretty good. She's yeah. pretty good because yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Although, although she does still have the step through dismount. Oh. As yes. does Evie Richards and Marianne Voss and Marianne Voss, who has won more women's world cyclocross championships than anyone i believe she's so, won seven i don't so i don't necessarily so maybe neff is following in uh some some good footsteps by doing the 
I would say those are bad footsteps. I mean, it, I don't well, think Well, they're good any... because those footsteps that Voss has, is putting forward, and she's won the world championship plenty of times. Well, that used to be the way it was taught. It did. It did. It u- did used to be the way it was taught. And Until it, they realized it was, it was totally terrib- wrong. And they totally realized it yeah. was a terrible idea, and there was a better way of doing it, yeah. And that was just an easy way to just completely, like, well, dislocate a knee. Yeah, I mean, like, well, not, I mean, not do you remember the, not the, if you okay, and this there have been huge Twitter debates about this, but if this is how J. Pow teaches it, or in the in the in the Crosshairs book, yeah. you pre unclip the pre unclip with your left, so when you step through, step through, your left foot is not attached. But I don't right. know anybody who pre unclips because when I do that, my foot doesn't stay on my pedal. How do you how do you pre unclip? I I don't think that you pre unclip and then you step back onto your pedal with the in, arch of yeah. your does J Pow do shoe. that? That is how it's taught in the in the crosshairs book. That does that even just, with the even with the behind the foot yeah. dismount technique. I think it, even that's how like Adam Myerson teaches it. But wow. I think it's. I'm to not going to argue with their expertise, but to me that seems like. There is more room for error there and more room for accident. Well, there's whereas... a reason why you pre-unclip because this this comes from riding clips on a cross bike. Right. So, so you, like would you would pre-clip, let the pedal flip over and step yeah. on the other side. So yeah. it has nothing to do with the modern pedal. And the, and the so the modern technique would be you don't need to pre-unclip because you're naturally going to unclip when you come to dismount. Well, that's ultimately the way it works when you perfect the the dismount. But I think that the pre-unclip is taught, especially to beginners who are insecure about the idea of stepping off that uh, right-footed pedal while still clipped in. Hmm. I'm just going to say this. If Marianne Voss, Neff, and Richards want to step through, they can step through. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not knocking... I, any of their <laughs> hustles because they are way better Obviously than I am. Obviously, they are doing, yeah. Yeah, just, they seem like they're pretty good at this. You know, interesting thing to know. You see, yeah. it's a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Matt, you're just basically trying to mansplain the dismount to uh, <laughs> several world champions, but go ahead. I don't think it's just good. me. I think, I think there was like a consensus among the room well, here. I don't do it that way, but I'm no. the, like, no, like I said, as fast we, we as We wanted to wow. note it because okay, it's interesting. Okay, so I'm the asshole. All right. Yes, you are. You're British. You're an asshole. <laughs> oh, I'd be the asshole. Then. Wait, and, and speaking of British, uh, your boy, your mm-hmm. boy, Thomas yeah. Pidcock won the U23s. Uh, did he win that race? Yeah. No, he didn't. He yeah. won the overall. He won the overall. He did not win that race. He took out half the field at the start of oh, that race. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. I, oh. I read some headline wrong. I no. thought he won the U23 race. He won o- the o- U23 overall. Well, that makes he sense. He took out... Uh, obviously, you know, he took out, yeah, there's actually, he posted on Instagram video of himself taking out a good bunch of the field. And he said, that was my bad. What but, did he do? Uh, he, I, I think he probably clipped wheels with somebody and then they all went down at this near the start. So yeah, at the, st- on the start, right at the start, like 10, 20 meters <laughs> in. And then he got back and fought his way back to second behind Ellie. Eli. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Uh, as long as he doesn't do something stupid like that, I think it's looking still pretty good. And he said he's not hurt. So, obviously, he wasn't too badly hurt because he still managed to charge back to second place. 
All right. Well, speaking of mm. the men. Yeah. If we have to talk about the men's race, I guess we'll talk about the men's race. <laughs> What yeah. was there a men's race? Yeah. There was. I mean, I, I fell asleep once you, again. Not nearly as exciting as the women's race, but uh, suppose we should mention that uh, Matthew Vanderpool won. Yeah, Wow got second. Wow got second, and Van Turnout, Michael Van Turnout, in third. Yeah, Spud got third, which was. I mean, none of us picked Spud, that's, did we? That's his first podium, I believe, of the year in a World Cup. Bodie and I both predicted that uh, K Pow was gonna. <laughs> get third but it had a belly full of anger yeah out of anger for not being selected to the belgian national team but he did finish fifth yeah which he finished better than two people on the belgian national team at least where did where did toon finished behind him behind cape out yeah so uh fourth was what uh sweek yes yeah Yeah. sweek was fourth I picked Toon for third, and I was wrong there. Uh, so you guys were ahead of me on that by picking K-Pow. So, I you know, a little know, bit of revenge for K-Pow. Yeah, I just well, want to know why the Belgian team is selecting their team before the final World Cup. I can see... That doesn't make any sense. I can see the United States because they're all it's traveling. Right, yeah. They're all traveling right that lot. They're going to do the final World point. Cup, and they're going to stay there around, you know. But the Belgian team, you literally can be like, oh, yeah, we just... Well, first off, why why, well, well, why would you wait. want them to wait to f- until the final World Cup race? I mean, are you going to base it on how well everybody finishes at that race? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they've could broken be their legs at the last race, or that, or you well, like- you can always sub them in. The teams are due to the UCI the on Monday, so today. the teams were due today. Yeah. So if you were going to wait, you would be making a last minute then. Discussion. I think they do it so that they give everyone enough time to plan uh, and on their preparation for the World Championships. Okay. Well, I'm going to vote K-Pow over Dan Sota. Totally. Yes. What about you? Yes, that would have been my vote. That would be the well, that would be the one that I left out. Hopefully, hopefully that has happened, and that K-Pow gets to go. And we get some smooth jazz. I don't think that's going to happen no, unless K-Pow pulls a Tanya Harding. <laughs> but the thing is, K-Pow. I, I think K-Pow is Mr. Consistency, right? I yeah, mean, but no, but Sota it's, hasn't it's done. Tuesday in Belgium. It's done. It's done. I know, but we don't. We still don't know. However, no, no, K-Pow will be at the World Championships. He's yeah. been hired to play the saxophone <laughs> in the disco tent. Alto sax. Alto sax, yeah. yeah. I, it, sounds, it sounds like we There moved. was a lot of talk about the disco tent by the uh, commentator this yes. week. I think uh, he was I think he was pretty psyched to get over there after he, uh, he went off air. I think he was. There was some shit going down in that uh, in that I, disco tent. I, I think it was getting a little bit wild in the disco tent. Um yeah. so Top American Stephen Steven Hyde. Stephen Hugerhide. Hugerhide, yeah, that was a good one. Props good to Bodie for that one. No, that was, that was Matt. That was Matt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 23rd, yeah. Um, there was a guy who destroyed his wheel on the off-camber. The he- oh, the taco incident. Yeah. That was amazing. Spanish taco. Yeah. That taco. was the best taco. It's not a taco. It's that a taco. The, I think taco. Taco. Ta- taco. 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 Whatever. That was the best taco <laughs> that, I've seen, yeah, that was I've seen since, calves, since calves folded in half during a sprint. That was an amazing taco. It really was. Just immediately just destroyed. Destroyed. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like we uh, we kind of we should uh, talking about 
K-Pow, mm. I feel like we've come to the hot take section. Ooh. Okay. You guys ready for some hot takes? Bodie, uh. Bodie, you have, you're going to fire this one up. You're going to, you're going to like the, you're going to like right, the kindling Bodie, here. Bodie, Bodie needs a beer for this hot take. It's going to be so hot. I got he needs, some, he's going to have to cool himself down. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got some, I got some, some hot takes that I, I just, after watching the World Cup, um, hot take number one, Wout wins the World Championships again. Okay. Because Vanderpool has an in, an, some sort of incident. Yeah. Flat tires, his shoe, his boa breaks. He misses his pit. Do you somebody else's boa broke this week? Uh, do you see? I think it was. I think KG Compton might have broken oh, they a made boa. Out of sugar? Some, no, it was a PFP broke a boa. Hmm. Maybe that's why she slipped. I think guys get off the boas. <laughs> right. Go back to laces. All right. Guess all who right. just guess who just got some boa cross shoes. This right. guy right here. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. You interrupted my hot take. Yeah. Wow wins. Wow wins. MVP. That's, that's, that's pretty steaming already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, you know what? I mean, statistically, it's not, is it? It's not so steaming because that's based happened the last two years. World championships. Yes. Based off this season. No. So yeah, that right. MVP cries, and I'm not. I'm not talking smack i'm just saying that he cries because of so much frustration and that yeah. he misses again because he's clearly by far the best the best yeah that I, I i'm gonna say this right now he's the best i've ever seen the best he is the best cyclocross racer i have ever seen yeah he's better than sven sven well, will probably disagree but i will say he's he's better um, the last part of my hot take is not really possible now, but I would say Kevin gets third. <laughs> well, we don't know yet. Yeah. We don't no, know. No, we do, Matt. We don't. We do know. Well, no, because we do. Have you seen the announcement from earlier today about who is definitely going? Yeah, they announced it last week. Nothing's know, changed. But they, it's Tuesday you, we don't in Belgium. Know. Somebody don't... could get sick and they need a last minute stop. Exactly. All right. right. Fair enough. Um, do you. Okay. And then this is, this is my extra hot take. Mm. Your boy. <laughs> Maybe we should wait for the bells. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. It's like it's ominous. It's like we're at Phil Gaiman's apartment in Mallorca. All right. All right. So extra spicy hot take. Thomas Pitcock wins the 2019 Elite Worlds. That's next year, right? Yeah, next year. Okay. Or may, maybe it's 2020, but my, my thought is maybe 2020 is not as spicy and more realistic. That by 2020, wow and MVDP will no longer be racing cross. I I would potentially agree with you on that hot take, that in 2020, not 2019, I think in 2020, they will be full on in the road. Yeah. So a lot of that, I think, maybe depends on how well Wout does this year in Paris-Roubaix. Yeah, because exactly. if he does well in Paris-Roubaix this year, I could see those guys moving on to uh, at least a classics type right. campaign which maybe takes them out of worlds for cross because they're training for the classics yeah. and and just yeah and just to reiterate that that's huge news Wout will be at Paris Roubaix this year but MVDP will not because he's not on a good enough team yeah Wout races for a team that actually got a wild card bid to Paris Roubaix right. And right. has a has a legit road component to their team. I mean, we do have to remember that MVDP is his goal is to win a gold medal, or sorry, to medal in the twenty twenty or 
sorry. His goal is to go to the Olympics in 2020. Yes. And mountain bike. Mountain bike. So that's like his end target. So maybe yep. road is not so far on his horizon. But wow, wow goes to Perry Roubaix, smashes it up. You know, MVDP's going to be like, damn. Hmm. Well, and huh. MVDP has ridden a fair amount of road racing yeah. as well. Yeah. And beaten Wout in road races yeah. along with, you know, some some other guy. A guy called like, uh, Philippe Gilbert. I don't know if you're yeah, familiar with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. beating them. Pretty road. decent bike racer that he beat yeah. there, isn't it? So, so my hot take for yeah, Worlds. Yeah, And it kind of takes off of your hot take, but with a different result, Bodie, which is if... Something similar to what happened last year and what you're predicting again for this year, which is that MVDP rides a great race but has some sort of mechanical toward the end. I predict, my hot take is, MVDP gets off his bike and sprints with his bike, (laughs) carrying his bike, out sprints Wout Van Aert for the world championship this year. Nothing is going to stand in his way this year. Of putting on those rainbow yeah. stripes, he, and even if the worst happens, he will run to victory. Wout will cry, okay, and Stephen Hyde will finish third. Oh, I, wow! Boom, boom! Oh, hurting that's, some, first. that's a okay. Pensacola bonfire right that, there. That went from Damn. like that just went from a hot take to a steaming napalm. Uh, Trash yeah. fire. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a dumpster fire of a take. You know, you don't right like there. Pensacola bonfire. <laughs> I do. Well, <laughs> are you saying they're a? Uh, I like it. Um, I would Stephen Hyde. I feel I would top fifteen worlds. Okay, I could see that top fifteen. I could see he's, that. I mean, he's been around top ten. So I mean, twelve. If he, I think I think maybe twelve was his best. We don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe. I'm gonna di- I'm gonna dial in. Stephen Hyde, 11th place at Worlds. Guys, we're making hot takes here. We're not making predictions. Okay, 11th. Sorry, sorry. 11th, which is in, you know, by the transitive powers of American cyclocross, that makes him a winner. Yes. Right? Because he's 11th. Well, should we. First person after 10th. Should we do some actual picks for the Worlds? Well, let's let Matt give a hot take if he's got one. Well, I have a steaming. All right. Steaming take. And my take on on the back of yours about you know about about Wout and Parry Roubaix and everything. My take is that in 2020, that MVDP wins all five monuments. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's right. pretty good. And I'm going to go further than that. In 2021. He switches to stage racing and wins all three Grand Tours. Wow, Man. that's that's my that's okay. my super steaming take. If you can get that's a flaming Belgian freak <laughs> fire right there. If you can get odds on that one, you should put some money down on that. I'm gonna put some money yeah. on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the English bookies and put some money on MVDP wins all five monuments because honestly, I think if anybody in the world can possibly do it, I think MVDP can. He's yeah. that good. So let's talk predictions for the men's and the women's race, cyclocross yeah. world championships. Like real, we'll, like we'll, like real, not not steaming. Yeah, no real predictions. Real predictions. All right, towns and stars off. Uh, for the women, my prediction is that Sana Kant repeats as world champion. Katie Compton finishes second and gives her a very, very, very good run for her money. Mm. And Evie Richards 
finishes third. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to have to correct you there on the women because Evie Richards is going to win the U23. True. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. She's going to be so, racing U23. Immediate fail from yep. U Townsend. Uh, so go on, go ahead. Well, what would I'll be your actual in, I will elite? I sub in Pauline Ferran Prevo. Okay. In third. Okay. okay. Strong choice. All right. Um, so I, I'm uh, going to go with Katie Compton is going to win. All right. I'm going to go with Santa Camp finishes second. And I'm going to go with Mariana Voss third. Okay. Okay. That could happen. Yep. Um, and shit, Mariana Bonneville. Voss could win that race. She could. Well, yeah. she loves that. She's Valkenberg is. Uh, she's won there before. Well, she she's has. won everywhere before. But so yeah. I'm I'm going with you guys, Sonic Kant. I I think she's just got it. Uh, I also I think Katie Compton could get second. It would be an amazing finish. Um, and I this is off of this last week. I'm Eva Lechner, third place. Yeah. Yep. She looked really, really strong. All right. And I'll throw down my men's picks. I'll just go uh, MVDP. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shocking. Yep. Um, third place is, that's a little bit trickier. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Tune. Mm. That's a safe choice, right? Well, I mean, Schweik and Vanternout had a better race last week, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to say Tune. Okay. I like his name. Townsend? Oh boy! I mean, I have to pick MVDP to win. Mm. It's hard not to pick Wout to finish second, and I'm trying to think of a better. I'm trying to think of a better third place than than Tune, but I think I'm going to play it safe with Bodie and and say that. I mean, I just I think that's that's the way I that's that's how I feel it's going to be. Like Tune for third. I'm going to say exactly the same as both of you. I I cannot see MVDP losing unless something catastrophic happened like like happens like you had mentioned. I just don't see it happening. He has been far and above the strongest uh he yeah, no contest. Yeah, I mean it's like it's hard to say someone deserves than me, but like I kind of just want him to win this. So that well, nobody nobody deserves it more based on their abilities and what they've done this year. Yeah, he needs another one. He needs to have two, um, and then he needs to go do mountain biking. And um, you know, he, I think he wants at least three, though. Okay. I think he's going to want at least three. Well, so maybe my Pitcock kick pick goes to twenty twenty. Yep. All right. So uh, wait. Okay. U twenty three. U twenty three man. Oh, I mean, uh, Pitcock, Ezerbeat, and I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I would say the same. Yeah, uh, all I know is one, two, and that one. I mean, is there, you know, do they even, are they even going to award a third place, or are they just going to stop it, <laughs> stop it second in that M- race? Might as well, yeah. yeah. Women. Obviously, I think e- e- Evie Richards, she's going to win the U23. Um, I don't know any women after that, sorry. Um, oh, you know, Alvarado, she will probably get second. Alvarado, uh, yep, she's a possibility. And then uh, the talent Fidea rider, who actually won the Women's U23 World Cup. Uh, oh, the... Na- uh, uh, Na- Nagan Gast, or something like is her name, I can't remember. It's a Dutch woman with a French-sounding name. Uh, yeah, who's on the Talonet Fidea squad. I think yeah. she's she's probably my pick for third or second. Either, you know, one of the... Her or Alvarado will be one or the other. 
All right, guys. Well, we'll talk about it next Monday after Worlds, the Super Bowl of Cyclocross. All right, so we've on on top of all this cross racing, we've had a little bit of a road racing that's still going on. Pro, still Uh, going on. Yeah, it's (laughs) just just started again. It's training camp time. Yeah, the training camp's still going on, right? Yeah, a lot of training races happening. Intramurals, I think we talked about them as last yeah. week. So we had the Cuddles race this weekend. With an Australian winner. Yes, two Australian winners. Uh, first winner, Chloe Hosking, won the women's race. And uh, and then the men's race was won by Jay McCarthy of Bora Hansgrove. Great. Uh, that was actually a really great finish, watching that race. Uh, I don't know if you Sprint guys... finish? Uh, well, sprint, no. Sprint finish kind of from a breakish, breakish Break, sprint finish. Breakish sprint finish. Yeah. They, they, well, there's a, there's a little decisive climb at the end and every uh, small group went over the top with some, some strong guys in it. And uh, in the last kilometer and a half, it was actually, uh, you know, uh, the little uh, Colombian uh, climber from, uh, from Mitchelton Scott, um, Chavez, who really put in a, a pretty good attack right at the end, but was unable to hold them off. And uh, I'm not sure who McCarthy's teammate was uh, from Bora Hansgrove that really buried himself to chase that down. And uh, and it was, you know, that really put in some work for, for McCarthy to get the win. So that was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, nice, nice news also for... I don't know, a favorite team of mine, which is Aqua Blue Sport. I'm kind of like a big, I'm a big fan of them. They, uh, Lassie Norman Hansen, I think got the King of the Mountains competition on that. Uh, he was in the breakaway all day. So um, I'm really excited about, I, I like that team a lot. I, I, I kind of, I think that their kit looks cool. I think they seem pretty cool. They've got, they've got a pretty rad bike that's pretty you know, the 3T one by, correct? The, the 3T uh, Strata, which is a one by ring and disc brake. Are they and, are they on the one by right now? Yes, they are. They're on it. The disc brake one by bike. They have a I think they have like a nine by forty cassette or something crazy like that on it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, I'm sure they're, the riders love those gear changes. Well, you, you got some jumps there, right? So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 one thing. But you know, they're they're out there and they're. I, I, I'm rooting for them. I, I like them. I, I like an underdog, and I think they're a pretty cool underdog. They did a great job with the stars and stripes kit for Larry Warbass. Yep. Yes, and uh, he looks absolutely sensational in that. Uh, you have Mallorca Challenge here on the uh, yeah. agenda, Matt. Tell us about that race. So, the Mallorca- is that a club ride from a coffee shop? <laughs> uh, kind of, but if you imagine a club ride with the strongest dudes in the world, just like showing up to a club ride and then beating the shit out of each other for several hours every day, <laughs> then yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, well, it's all relative, so it is all relative. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot like our club ride, except it's in Mallorca, <laughs> and they are the it's best. It's like 300k ride. more. Yeah, and they and they are people like Alejandro Valverde, 
and uh, you know, he's pedaling a bike. So, so, uh, and not only that, Valverde was in decisive moves and looking good, and I think he might have got on one of the podiums, uh, but he didn't. He didn't win anything, but he was putting a lot of hurt on people. You know, just because he's Valverde and because he's always that's, on form. That's what vampires do. Yeah. I saw uh, old Tom Squingen. Great win. Won a bike race. And that was Valverde was in that break. So he was in the break with Valverde, Brambia, Moscon, and uh, one of the Bora guys. Really strong breakaway. Valverde was trying to... Um, Valverde was attacking and attacking and attacking towards the end. And uh, it ended up, I think it was Mascon and Squinge. Is, is Squinge racing for Cannondale this year? No, he's not. Who's he racing for now? He is now racing for your favorite kitted team. Trek. Trek Segafredo. Mm. Yeah. Is he a national champion by any chance? He is not. That's not too bad because champion. that's the only way to make that jersey look good. Okay, do you know where he's from? Isn't he from Lithuania? There's Latvian. Latvia. Latvia. He's Latvia, yeah. yeah. He's from Latvia. Yeah, anyway, oh, I feel like uh, Don't fuck the with move. me, man. I know some shit. Yeah. I, I feel like okay, the move. Okay, okay the pop move quiz. for Tom. Capital city of Latvia. Riga. Yes. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh. High five. That's, that's wow. High, that was like the lamest high five. That ever. was <laughs> pretty like, bad. But <laughs> we just I basically like caressed Townsend, each other's hands. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So, but, but speaking, good to see him. Yeah. All right. Speaking. No, just good to. Last time we saw Thomas, he had he was concussed riding the bike. Oh my God, that's right. He looked yeah. like he got punched by Rocky Balboa. Yeah, a brutal oh, incident. Forgot about that. So yep. good to see him back on form. I think the move to track is 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 kind of an upgrade for him. Ooh, I know. I mean, you got to feel bad for Vortus, haven't you? I I just well I. Well, know. they had that whole situation, though, didn't they? At the end of the season where it was like, hey, do we have a contract? Don't we yeah, do it? I mean, it's like people are going to be like, hey, I'm pretty damn good. I need some money. I think I think Scoines is a he's a he's an, a pretty awesome rider. And I think him at Trek is a good thing. Soon and, he'll be doing more of like a classics kind of program. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know what I'm pulling up right now is I'm pulling up the old uh, Rouge Roubaix results because I'm Pretty sure he's raced Rouge Roubaix with really? Cappy. Well, that's an interesting and a good segue into some local Lambra racing. I might be wrong. I don't know if the Tom Scoingen uh, never went to Rouge Roubaix. Well. I like to tie all the pros that we yeah. like that's back an, to. Yeah, Rouge I was going to say that's an interesting guy to have thought had ever been at. Well, Rouge he rode for Hincapi. Right for Halawesco. I mean for uh, Hincapi yeah. de- de- development or whatever it was and back then. Hincapi's been to Rouge a few several times. times. Yeah, yeah, so and won it. Uh, they got the one two the year. Uh, I think the first year we went there, right? But yeah, I don't ever remember him having been there. No. Anyway. Okay. So okay, we're into Lambra. Yeah, so we had some uh, racing on the Lambra calendar this year, although I don't know, it's an interesting category. I'm not sure. I came home from this, uh, from this event on Sunday or on Saturday bragging to you guys that mm. I had 
gotten on my first podium in a road race only to realize after having let that settle in for a minute that I'm not exactly sure that this technically is a road race. I think it was scored as a Grand Fondo. Well, that's we discussed mm. that uh, on on the Lambert call, and because I had asked about, you know, because originally Jason was not going to do this race uh, through USAC, and he, yeah. he did, which we're excited about. Yeah. Um, and I had asked what it, what was it? Was it was this a road race? Because I, I if people you know they're going to submit upgrades and try to list this result, but no, it's a Grand Fondo. That's the way they figured out how to permit it. Okay. Um, and I and it's interesting because it's you guys all started together. So essentially, it was two races, right? It was a fifty miler and a hundred miler. Yeah, fifty miler and an eighty miler actually, but because of the they they shortened the course for the long race because the weather but, was. But good. all but the there was two like starts. Two right? starts. Yes. There was yeah. two starts, and then they broke out those starts into age groups, basically. That's right. And, and men and women. And then men and women. Yeah. Yes. So there was a master. And then open, and then men and women for both of those. So, yeah. So I guess because of, and I was Randy had mentioned because of it was the the sort of group start, mass start that it was a fondo was the way they permitted it. And I was thinking, you you could you could just well, do, you could just stagger do them a by couple a tweaks and make it into a road race, right? Okay, but question: Was there support vehicle? There was not. There was a. There was a. Support, it was a lead vehicle. There right? was a vehicle that let us out. The, it, it was originally designed to start immediately onto a uh, gravel road, but because that road had just recently been regraded, the gravel was so thick that they decided to reroute the course at the last minute, and it went onto the main road through the uh, through the fort. Uh, for about the first two and a half miles. And so they had a vehicle that led us out on that road. And then once we got to the gravel, the vehicle pulled off. Okay, so can, can I just intercept there? That So what you're saying is there was too much gravel on the gravel race. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> because that's what that sounded like to I me. think what they were that saying was... There was too much gravel... Said. The, for the gravel race. That, that gravel was almost virtually impassable, according to... Uh, People that were in the know. Sure. Would you, you know say what? that let's, it was a gravel pit? Let's 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 uh, pause on the specifics <laughs> and tell us about the event overall. Townsend, how'd it go? How was the race? How was the how was it? I, I thought it was great. First of all, it's in one of the more interesting spots that you'll ever show up to do a bicycle race in. It mm. is. Uh, it's in Afghanistan. It is in Camp Shelby, okay, yeah. in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. But Camp Shelby is a training facility for either the Army or I think the National Guard. And one of the things, given events over the last 15 years, uh, that the Army and National Guard are training for is um, urban fighting in the Middle East. And they have built these replica villages uh, of these Middle Eastern-style looking villages. I mean, complete yeah. with mosques and parapets and walled villages and arabic all this arabic stuff. signs and all kinds of stuff the, right the signs are in arabic and everything is, is is apparently true to life not that i've ever been over there to know so what's true or not but i gotta just jump in here because i'm thinking can you do a cross race degum style 
Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> this, the, where this race started would have been a fantastic spot to do like a crazy Middle Eastern Urbo cross race. Mm. You could race through these villages. Um, there's a little levee there that's sort of hmm. built around an embankment around this. Yeah, it would be a great spot to do a cross race. Anyway, so that's where the that's where the race started, and then we actually passed two or three similar villages. There, are a number of these villages throughout this training facility, and we rode yeah. past a number of them. Uh, it was a a pretty pretty fun race. It was all it was virtually all gravel, with the exception of the the. the first two miles and the last two miles because you doubled back on that road to get to the to get to the finish the conditions were uh, wet to start out uh, but deteriorated throughout the day we actually got dumped on by some rain and by the time we came uh, back toward the end of the race what had been you know nice packed gravel and dirt was soupy sticky thick mud the last I'd say ten miles of that race uh, were were like doing a doing a muddy cross race. Very little traction, sinking in, sliding around all over the place, just grinding sand and muck in your drivetrain. I mean, everybody came back to the finish line of this race, and their bike just sounded like absolute shit. Um, so, did it? You know, was it like a road race? Did it feel like that in terms of the group and the tactics and? How it played out, or I watched a start a video, and it looked like it was a mass start, and there was some group of people in the front. I think your group that was quickly getting up to speed and pedaling, and there was a group at the back that was sort of like, "Hey, this is like a cool fun ride." Yeah, I would say there were about maybe twenty-five people in the fifty-mile race that were that were racing it. There were another maybe fifteen that were kind of part of the fun ride that were just you know out to have a good time. It was similar to the Dead Man Gravel race in that um, an early selection went away. In this race, it was about seven of us that kind of rode off the front, led by Wes McWhorter and Butch Sims, who spent a fair amount of time at the front. Shannon Estes, uh, who we know from uh, cyclocross races. I believe uh, his nickname is Lil Smack. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a. That sounds like a. Uh... A, a local MC, doesn't it? Little, yeah, yeah. Little smack could be. So yeah. yeah, he he drove the pace for a bit, just trying to kind of um, get a gap, and and indeed mm. we did. Um, I actually was having a lot of trouble. I made the boneheaded decision to put a new chain on my bike the day mm. before this race. So I had a, a year old cassette with a brand new chain, yeah. and so I was getting a lot of chain skipping. I hadn't, I hadn't. Mm. By the end of the race, things were start, starting to mesh and get back to normal. But at the beginning of the race, and I and I didn't even think about it. I didn't realize what I'd done until literally the the gun went off and we start riding. And I'm like, oh shit, I actually did that. That was really fucking stupid. Yeah, that's so a rookie that's mistake, right? Super don't, rookie mistake. Don't put on, don't yeah. do new gear stuff yeah. before a race. So I had, no. I had not four, directly before a race. Yeah. I had no. four gears. I had the top of my cassette and the bottom of my cassette on the front and uh, on the big and the little ring. Yeah. So that was not that was not easy. And every so every time I had wanted to shift, I had to shift either all the way up or all the way down my cassette. No. So I, I actually got gapped by that group and then managed to claw my way back on. 
Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, you were about to ask me something. Well, I was, I was going to say, like, you know, to follow up on that, uh, yes, that's. I think that's a mistake everybody's made yeah. at some point in their lives, and I think it's it's something that we, you know, all of us, we, if you've been riding bikes long enough and you've had to go through drivetrains long enough, when it comes to that, if you're going to do it, you got to replace the cassette and the chain at the same time or don't do it at all at that point or just don't do it the day before a race well don't not not the day before the race obviously but if you are going to do it the day before race you do it with the cassette and the chain both, right both of the same now if in theory we're getting a little deep into the weeds here but in theory a cassette <laughs> as we do a cassette should last longer than a chain yes so yeah but maybe should... two chains to a cassette max so w- the mistake that i made was that i waited too long yeah. to change my chain had i had i changed the chain out six months ago Yes, I would not have suffered this problem as severely as I did, and the cassette and everything would have lasted longer. What's happened now is because I waited too long. Yeah. What's eventually going to happen is I'm going to start fucking up my cassette as my chain stretches out yeah. around it, and then eventually, the next time I do this, I'm going to have to change them both. It's. I mean, not not you're you're basically screwed. Yeah. Right um, now. tires. What did you run? Come on. Let's talk about tires. F-M-B Let's talk about all the good things that Gator skin That make me Let's talk about Tires mm. uh, I ran uh, cross tires I ran my cross uh, training wheels um, Griffo, Griffo Tread yeah. 33 uh, And uh, clinchers with tubes mm. I don't, I don't what, have a tubeless setup What sort of PSI? Rode about 40 mm. Really? Yeah, low pressure For a road race 40 40 for a road race, and you weigh about a buck well, ninety. Buck ninety? No, goddamn! <laughs> Come on, man. He about weighs one, he weighs one fifty-five. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I weigh one ninety. He weighs so. he weighs one fifty-five, soaking wet. I know. Anyway, yeah. wow, forty. So, uh, and that well, was on the advice of Butch Sims, and I appreciate Butch's advice because I tell yeah. you what, man, we, the, you know, the, it was. I mean, this was this was dirty, thick, yeah, gravel. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the everybody else rocking treads, uh, cross bikes, road bikes. What kind of? Pretty much all tread. Yeah, there was actually one guy up there on a fat bike. A uh, few guys Oof. on. Few guys on. That's probably uh, slow running for him. I would yeah. imagine. Few guys on uh, mountain bikes, but uh, nobody on road bikes. Okay. You, you you wouldn't you would not you would not have survived this sounds, race on a road sounds bike. Sounds too wet. Yeah, way too wet. Um, I'm trying to think. So pretty much everybody that did well was on a cross bike or gravel bike with, you know, around 33, 35, maybe 38 knobbies. So we'll just give a, you know, quick, let's just give a quick results list. I, although I'm pulling up the Lambert results and it's broken out into a few different, uh, I don't quite understand what we have going on here because there was a, oh, there's a 25 miler. A fifty mile or a hundred mile or right. The uh, twenty five miler was just kind of a fun ride. Kind so of I don't fun think ride. So so the hundred mile we had Sam LeBlanc, yep, um, Philip McBride and Logan Roberts, and then you had a Masters fifty plus. So you had Brad, Time and Chuck, uh, Terry. Oh no! Oh well, yeah. I think there were only two Masters in the in the hundred mile race. I'm confused. All right. Sorry. 
Let's get to the important race, which is the 50-mile Masters job. race. Good job, everybody, yeah. who did the race. 50 you... miles Masters race was... So that well, I'll just and I'll just I'll just tell you because I can I can remember the results. So the the so the, it was a fifty mile race, masters category. Yeah, yeah, we okay. all ra- we all race together. So let's okay. just break okay. it down the, the the way the race shook out uh, from this from this lead group that I described. Uh, Butch Sims and Wes McWhorter went off the front and got a gap on the rest of us. Butch eventually gapped Wes and came home for the win overall and the win in the uh, overall 50-plus. So he was the overall winner and the winner of the 50-plus category in that 50-mile race. Wes was in a solid second place, but because of some slightly dubious but under, should have been understandable course markings, Wes took a wrong turn right at the end of the race, and whereas he had been in a solid second-place position, which would have been first in the uh, open category, uh, he made a wrong turn, lost a couple minutes, and um, uh, who I Shannon. just mentioned, Shannon, uh, ended up passing him up and f- winning the uh, open oh, under yeah. 50. Okay, I see now how to read this. West came in second in that race, uh, and then I finished fourth overall in the race just behind Wes, and uh, that was good enough for second in the 50-plus. Yeah, it should, the category should be listed there in the results next to uh, Okay, all right. So, okay, so you finished fourth overall, second Masters 50. So this is like a cross race where it's Masters and single speed. And That's you, right. You just have to separate it out. Okay, yeah. all right. All right, well, good job. Yeah. Wow, you and West, Amazing teammates, job. Urban South. Racing presented by Roulette, getting on podiums in uh, Grand Fondo gravel races. Yeah, yeah. why Superb. not? Awesome. I got a Good text. Job. I got a text message from our, our buddy Chris Nevels after the race, uh, congratulating me and saying based on based on how I did in the the Dead Man gravel grind and this Camp Shelby gravel grind, he said I think you may have found your discipline. Mm. So I may be a gravel racer, guys. I like Matt, it. You're, you may be the time trialist of the podcast. <laughs> Bodie, you're probably what? Maybe the crit racer? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That's really, yeah. I'm, well, I'm too fat to climb hills. Guess and... I'm the gravel racer. All right. Sure. So I'm into it. All right. Great, Great event. Well, uh, round two is coming up in two weeks up in Starkville, Mississippi. Okay. If you guys are looking for a super fun event to do, mm. um, go get on this. It's good stuff. I am not going to be able to get up there to defend my second place overall. I might be able to do that, and I'm, I'm really itching to do one of these things. Yeah. I may suck. I may be terrible, but I really want to get out there and uh, see where I'm at. It seemed like a really great event. Photos looked awesome. I'm excited that we have more diverse races to do in our area so all right so what else do we have on the oh local? hey i saw a friend of the podcast uh ryan clark up there i don't see his name listed in the results so i don't know if huh. he was just up there riding or if he was actually in this race but i don't see him as a dnf but i'm absolutely certain i passed him on the course and he and he uh he messaged me on strava saying hey great job out there yeah i saw him post in the facebook event Asking the question about the weather. So drop um, us a line, Ryan, and yeah, let us know right. what happened. Because I don't see in the results. I don't know if they just missed you or if you DNF'd and didn't call anybody to let them know. But I didn't see him at the finish line. And, and I didn't. Uh, I did see him on the course. But I didn't see him at the finish line. Um, so there yeah. you have it. So speaking of 
well, local racing, mm. I want to just give a shout out to a young racer in our area, Jack White. Yes. Who, um, and, and I'm particularly giving this, this shout out because I happened to go back and look at some photos I shot of Delta States uh, this past season, and I never posted uh, Ridgeland Day 2 photos, and that was the time that Jack White won uh, the one, two, three race. His and first one, two, three cross yeah, race. Yeah, that he won. And you and I, Townsend, actually called that race together. And then I ran off and took some, some photos while the light was nice. Um, but he won his first road race of the season. I know he was kicking butt at Dead Man before he got a flat. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see, you know, he's, I think he's 18, maybe 19. Shh. But I've been, I've been riding, racing against that guy for a while. And yeah. it's cool to see the youngsters just kind of like, keep at it and i think that finally right. like he's matured and the muscles are getting fast and he's going to be a force to reckon with on the the road this year this was a road race in alabama that he went up yeah and did? the, the mm. Sumtaga race series sort of early season uh, okay it's awesome yeah so kudos jack for winning those you'll yeah. get yourself a couple more of those a uh, golf clap for that Cat three road race wins, and you'll be a two soon. Yeah, and Bodie, your uh, photos are awesome. Got a bunch of photos from day two of Ridgeland this year up on the Yeah You Ride website. So anybody that hasn't mm. checked those out, uh, go grab a peek. Um, also in Lamber news, we've got the Lamber annual meeting coming up this Saturday. Yeah. Everyone should know by now who's in the know and uh, whose presence is requested at that meeting. I hope you got my email. Uh, was, so, was my presence requested, Townsend? You you were certainly welcome to be there, but we are. Well, let's uh, just say, yeah. But so, it, but it wasn't were, officially requested. I not not to... officially. No. Okay. We are. Okay. Uh, so this if, is a meeting of all the clubs, Lambra who, clubs. That would be anyone that was a Lambra member, a dues paying member. It's in like the meeting of the five families, right? So it's kind of a you know all the and all, all the all the dons and their conciliaries come together. It's sort of like that but it's yeah. more like a meeting of a bicycle association it, um <laughs> no it's the it's the it's uh okay, so club, it designate. sounds less sexy than than the way okay yeah, all I'm, right. I'm trying to tell you all right I'm trying to tell you what it is <laughs> uh if you are a lambra member club in 2017 or a dues paying member club for the 2018 race season mm. uh you are invited to send a club representative down to the lambra meeting you're invited to come as well but um for purposes of, of voting and things like that, each club needs to designate a club representative. Right. Uh, but come on down and share your thoughts about how to make bike racing in Louisiana more awesome. That is uh, this Saturday, February 3rd at 11 a.m., and that is at the Tulane Cycling Center, which is at the old Uptown Square on the corner of Leak Avenue and Broadway in Uptown New Orleans. And I will post... Uh, a uh, link to the meeting invite on the Lambra Facebook page if it's not already up there. But, you know, we have had a great start, I think, to the year with these new events that you talked about, yeah. Bodie. I feel like there's some excitement behind bike racing this year that's that's maybe new and a little fresh, and people are trying to do some cool stuff. And I think uh, this will be a great meeting to to have to sort of bring it all together you know, plans for cyclocross for this fall. We've got Rolando Roman coming down. He's going to uh, join us on our club ride on Saturday. And then 
Uh, he's the club representative for the Mississippi Cyclocross Project, which is a new club to Lambra this year, and he's bringing a lot of excitement and a lot of ideas about how to grow racing, specifically cyclocross racing, in Lambra, in the region for this year, and he's got a new series that he's going to be promoting this fall. That's right. He's so there's, doing, yeah. So there's a lot of great stuff to talk about. And for people that are, you know, listening to this podcast in all seriousness, I mean, I know we joke around about a lot of stuff and we give people a hard time and we, you know, say silly shit all the time. But for people that are listening to this podcast that are, um, Lambra clubs, Lambra bike racers that are interested in the future of the sport and having your thoughts and opinions heard, please come to the meeting this Saturday and let's, you know, let's sit down and, and talk bikes and make it a great year. Yeah. I mean, change starts local. Um, and you know, one thing is there, there are no elections this year. Uh, last year we had elections there are two year terms, so that will not change, but I mean, yeah, like if you want to get involved, um, like this is where you participate and this is where you bring your ideas. And I, I think there has been there. We are welcome to having new voices and new people involved and adding their special flavor to the local racing. So and, and, and I would I would like to add slightly to that, that what's been really interesting and I know from our club's point of view is the input from women cycling and i think more of the and women putting on races that's how they want racing to be that kind of thing we want more of that and i you know not to toot our own club's trumpet too much but i think that uh our own elise bahasa has been really leading the charge there and i would like to see more of that because that's been awesome yeah and look to be fair matt you say what anything you want and and blow that up as much as you want because we're not patting ourselves on the back when we say that no, yes they're no, part pat, of our, i'm patting part, her on the yeah, back they're part of our team and, and they're part of our club yeah but they have done that and that is a that is an absolute illustration of how grassroots yep bike racing happens and in this case it happens to be a bunch of women grassroots raising yeah and it's it's not her specifically but i think she's been a real instigator in that absolutely but also uh, obviously emily and and everybody else that's been involved in that has been has been incredible so uh i i love seeing that i want to see more of that you know it's not just a bunch of dudes doing stuff yeah and i'm excited i didn't realize the meeting was at 11 it's at 11 a.m Oh. Okay, so can we do the yellow store on the club ride and make <laughs> no, it back in time? That's gonna be that's gonna be uh, you're gonna be sweaty by the time you get there. Okay, All maybe right. maybe we move it to twelve. I don't. Know. Well, guys, I have a little. I don't know. <laughs> is that everything that you I guys think, have? I think, I think that's the agenda. I think okay, well, I have a little agenda. bit extra because I just I was in touch with friend of the podcast Thomas Gibbons. Okay. Nice. Uh, hey, this, Thomas. This evening. Uh, before before the podcast, and first of all, I asked. Well, I actually didn't ask him this. First of all, but first of all, I'm going to say that I asked him if he's coming to Rouge Bay, which yes. we we would love for him to do. I've been and looking he for said his he's name. Still not sure. Damn it! Based on his fitness goals, etc. Blah blah blah. Thomas, we don't care about your fitness goals. Come to Rouge Bay. <laughs> So just come down and come to Rouge Bay. 
But I also got into a conversation with him based on, I posted on Instagram, uh, you know, I posted a picture from my uh, Zwift ride yesterday, which sucked. And he said, well, if you're looking for some coaching or whatever. And I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I am looking for some coaching. So uh, I was in discussion with him this evening. And I'm going to be getting some coaching from Thomas. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. And I, and it's, I love it because I had this thought when he mentioned he coached, and I thought, what yeah. if we just got coached by every coach out there? Yeah. Just to like, you know. So, okay, I backed him. You get somebody else. <laughs> just All to right. like report back to people and yeah. like, you know. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about this, looking forward to it. We had like a big back and forth this evening before the podcast about like, you know, ver- various bits and pieces, and now and it's gonna develop from there. And uh, yeah, so hopefully, I'll have some uh, regular reports on that. Yeah, and Thomas, if you're listening to this podcast as we discuss your impending coaching of uh, Sir Cheerio, <laughs> I'd like to implore you to please suggest uh, to Mister to Mister Cheerio that he ride his bike outside a bit more often. Every once in a while. Yeah, well, I, you know, there will be some outside riding coming up soon. Sorry, guys, I did not get the chance to ride outside this weekend. I'm hoping I'm going to get to ride outside this coming weekend with everybody. Uh, but yeah, it's been a little bit, uh, a little bit problematic lately for me. Uh, but yes, I do like riding my bike outside. I just want to say that. But there will be a lot of pain cave sessions. That's 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 definitely going to happen. All right, guys. I think I think we I think we nailed it. I think All right, that's it. Um, so are we signing off? Sign us off, T Bone. All right. Well, this is the T Bone. I'll start. I'm saying uh, this is the T Bone saying I don't care if it was a grand fondo. <laughs> I stood on the second step of a podium in a road race Ow. this weekend. Yeah, you're right. And this is Sachirio saying, I am in, I am alternately excited about my new training program and terrified about it. <laughs> As you should be. And this is the Bodhi Bodhi saying, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, send us emails at yayyouride at gmail.com, and I will see you at the club ride on Saturday. I'm very excited.
so cue our new Lambra theme, Matt. <laughs> Which was awesome, by the way. I, what was it? It was the theme to Magnum P.I. It was the theme to Magnum P.I. You know what's crazy? I was like, oh, I better buy the theme to Magnum P.I. And I already had it. 